good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic. Welcome to the Dura Human Paradox. I'm your host, Jerry Trittick, and I'd like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. For those of you that are returning once, twice, 30, 40, 50 times, however many times you have been with us, as always, your investment will be well invested, and we appreciate your your patience, uh, your time investment, which of which you do not get back, but you can spend, and you chose to spend a finite amount of it here. And furthermore, um, your dedication to creating a, a happier, healthier quality of, quality of life for those that succeed us. Because what if life, if you can't create a better quality of it for your children, your kids, kids, your kids, 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 however far the lineage may go. And, uh, you know, that's one of the great things about being human in this time. You know, with all this circulation of information, we can derive certain pieces of information to refine it, to to polish it and to make it better for the next generation, to remove some sort of trial and error and to come to a more linear conclusion. So before we get into that, on this day in history in 1876, beautiful day for me. Hope it is a beautiful day for you as well, wherever you are, whatever time period or universe you are in. Uh, 1876, the Battle of the Little Bighorn, a Battle of Little Bighorn, George Cluster's last stand. Uh, it really depends on how you want to, what, what side that you're on, the name of it, right? But <clears throat> shout out to History uh, and the History Channel and all the AE crew for putting these together for us. Uh, on June 25th, 1876, Native American forces led by Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull defeat the U.S. Army troops of Lieutenant Colonel. George Armstrong Custer in the Battle of the Little Bighorn near Southern Montana's Little Bighorn River. So for those of you that don't know, this is a loss for the War Department. But just to sum it up, they found gold in the Black Hills of the Dakotas and they wanted that gold. And the natives said no. <laughs> so the natives, the natives were like, now nah, we're going to we're going to stay here. And the War Department was like, oh, well, we're going to attack you because we want your gold. And the natives said, bring it on. So it, it was on like Donkey Kong. And, you know, I, I I joke about these things, right, just to bring some light to it. But understandably, as we say always, right, to have some idea of where we are, we have to know where we're going or we have to know where we've been, excuse me, <laughs> or to have any semblance of where we are going based on where we're at now and what history has told us. And what this tells us is that Greed is one of the uh, malicious traits of human nature. However, with that, you have to understand there are consequences. Despite what you want to take from someone, sometimes they're willing to die for what they believe in and what they feel like is rightfully theirs. So this is one of the major reasons why conflict is has been a huge portion of history. And there's so many different things we can say, so many different conspiracies, so many different uh, uh, other tragedies and different events that led into it. But, you know, this is not what that's about. Just one of those things, because it happened between humans, it's always good to highlight it, so to, to learn, right? Because we spoke about trial and error. Despite the bloodshed and conflict and war, the trial and error of our ancestors gives us a path forward to understand certain things don't have to happen uh, how they did before in the future. There's diplomacy now. Okay, I mean, the diplomacy's always existed, right? But some things you just can't talk. You can't. Sometimes, some sometimes back then you couldn't talk things through. You couldn't come to deals. You couldn't do certain things like that. But um, you know, now we can really make sense of things based on the trial and error from our predecessors, and it's our duty to do the same. 
obviously, uh, sometimes conflict can be avoided, but you, you want to try to do your best to maintain the peace. But the trial and error gives us the ability to do that. Uh, and uh, the one thing about trial and error that we mentioned in the previous episode is that uh, trial and error gives us the ability to achieve goals at a more rapid rate than we would if we did not have that same trial and error. And goals, though very vague in modern applications and culture, can be specific to uh, in vivo or in vitro research. So it could be in a laboratory setting. It could be in a public setting. It could be in a study setting. It can be in a self optimization or experimental research and performance setting. Whatever the setting is, understandably that some things don't need to be repeated <laughs> because they happened once or they happened twice and they taught us a lot, a great magnitude of knowledge from those instances. Um, and it is our duty to be able to extract what happened to then implement it to then begin the trial and error process again, just not uh, uh, to the same degree that it did. So it doesn't have to be bloodshed, is what I'm saying. Like, um, so when we begin to talk to these human performance principles, whether this be your first time with us or these, these uh, or this has maybe been your 69th time with us, understandably that they are tools. So what I mean by that is they've already been formed. There have been, there have been people much smarter than I am that have dedicated their entire lives to learning like one or two portions of some of the things that we talk about. And we truncate it to the point where it is digestible and palatable for the everyday individual. Uh, but you know, there, there's a lot of depth and breadth to some of these topics, but realize that they are tools, right? The first person who refined the, 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 the ax, for example, there are probably many different versions of it. But now, you know, there's still many different versions of it, but you can grab a specific ax for a specific role and you know that it will be effective because there's been many trials and many errors that have that have led to that conclusion. OK, this is how long the shaft should be. This is what the, the tip should look like. This is what the head should look like. This is what the handle should look like. You know, maybe if do you want it wooden, do you want it plastic? Do you want it to be metal? And, and each material gives you a, a different a different swing. It gives you, you have to put in less or more effort. <clears throat> so they all have their purposes, but they're just, and just like these specific tools that we talk about, these foundational principles, these paradoxical theories of human physiology carry, carry this, this, the same kind of mantra in which you, a tool that may work for you may not work for someone else, but you have to maintain consistency in the use of the tool, not necessarily to gauge if it does work for you, but also to gauge if it doesn't work for you, because that is a great form of research in, in, the, in the laboratory. If you've never been in an R1 research institute, sometimes you do research for a long time. And what it does is eliminate certain variables. It doesn't it doesn't give you the answer, but it eliminates what is what are not the answer. So if you have 10 different possibilities, the consistency in the usage of that tool could eliminate six of them. So now what was 10 is now four. Uh, hopefully I got that math right. If not, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't worry about my simple math. Okay. There's a lot more things that we can be concerned with here, but just understand that, uh, it, it, it eliminates a lot of the variables for you. So now you have four areas, 
arguably to focus on and it gets you closer to to what is actually important and then you can take even more predecessor trial and errors to then you know put them into practice right what is that question that you're actually you're asking what is the goal and what questions are you asking to get closer to that goal and when you begin to do that it may take some time but that four can then turn into three and that three is still better than ten and that three over time turns into two and that two can be better to better than that ten and i can't guarantee that that two is going to turn into one but as far as options go two is definitely better than ten because when you have ten options who, who, which each can have 10 different directions, we start getting into one of the first concepts that we discussed, which is cognitive paralysis theory, um, which without going back into huge detail about that, it's just a complete overload of information, which arguably is worse than having no information because if you have too much information, but you don't have any direction to go with it, then you get overloaded, you get paralyzed and just choose to do nothing or freeze as we've discussed before. So that's just something to think about. But when we talk about these in vitro or, or in vivo uh, studies, whether you're in a lab setting studying cells, whether you're studying subjects or participants, whether you're a company that is trying to hone or, or shape and mold and form your, your managers or you're trying to form your employees or you're trying to form other companies or you're trying to form other. If you're a director, and you're trying to form other CEOs. Or if you're just someone who wants to live a better quality of life, you're an athlete who has a goal and you want to perform better in your sport, right? The, the playing field, the foundation is all the same. And it all comes back to this word of consistency, but more importantly, something that we alluded to in the previous episode of maintenance, that the maintenance of consistency is extremely important. And I say that from both a, pre a personal and professional standpoint, because <clears throat> much like the greatest machines, the human machine, arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest machines on earth requires maintenance. Um, and we won't go into what each of those portions of maintenance look like, but understandably with more long-term consistency, there is going to be more maintenance. So as you begin to narrow down those variables, when you go from 10 to eight to six to four to two, there is going to be maintenance along to along the way where you have to continuously explore like, OK, I know this doesn't work, but why does this one that I'm looking at work versus the one that I just eliminated? Why doesn't that work? And what that does is give you background information, because over the human lifespan, there will be variables and multiple changes. And those changes come with more questions. So. It, one could say that this is a continuous process. It's not like you just eliminate it once and then it's completely done. And this is why some of the studies that have been done 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, were now upheaving them and asking like, okay, well, does this change based on race? You know, what were the racial disparities back then versus now? Okay. Music as a stimulus was good in the seventies. What was it like in the nineties, right? What is it like in 2010? What is it like in 2020? when we have more access to more, more kinds of music. So I'll leave you with this and saying consistency, as always, we're going to say that that's the key to, to the overcoming some of those obstacles as far as human performance. But when we overcome those obstacles and we begin to narrow down the variables, understand that which each, each narrowing down of the variables, there is going to be maintenance that has to go with it. That is regardless of the setting, whether you're in a laboratory, whether you're in a gym, a training facility, or whether you're just riding solo, it all, the foundation is, is the same, right? Because as always, it's a tool. And if you don't use the tool, 
it'll begin to rust, but you have to understand the usage of the tool and then how you implement it, whether ineffective or effective, is going to be up to you, the user. But until next time, stay durable, my friends.